All right, guys, we're back. It's a whole new week, a whole new Boomer Memes. I, I took last week off because it was my birthday. I figured I deserved it, but we're back. First Boomer Memes of 2023, and it's going to be a big one, guys. It's going to be uh, the most listened to episode yet, I'm sure of. Although I have no way of knowing because I don't pay attention to my metrics, really. But we'll just believe it is. How about that? Um, I got Chris Hill with me. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I just, like I said, I just had a birthday, so that's always fun. You know, you always, everyone always treats you nice and you get, uh, you know, a dinner. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I, I saw part of your birthday and I, I, I thought uh, it was a good time all around. It was the last last packs yeah i didn't know i, I did my, my last episode i talked about packs a little bit i didn't know at the time that that it was i did, and i wasn't trying to like curse it to to end or anything i don't i don't want people to think that that that's what was was my agenda um uh, i am sad to see it go oh yeah um, but uh yeah i mean hopefully we'll get something else uh soon i i heard of a one in cleveland that's uh, might be starting up i don't know how often i'm going to go up to cleveland but uh, I, may, I may check it out. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I will say you, you closed out the last packs. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's weird. Know, yeah, last set ever was uh, Ian, and uh, I, it went good. It, it went was, fine. It yeah. was fine. I think, I you know, I had I, I padded the room with a couple friends, so I had people who were like, you know, for sure going to laugh. But uh, no, I think I did fine. It was, you know, it was, I think I was more sober than I was the, the time I went up before, so I think <laughs> that helped, which is weird that I was more sober because it was my birthday. People were like feeding me drinks, but... I didn't feel as like trashed and, uh, you know, I, I, I think I, you know, had something to prove is, is a little bit what it was. Well, and it was also, I mean, there's a lot of comics that came out that night. I, I, I noticed, uh, and that was cool. I mean, yeah. I, I just, like, I think because it was the last packs, there were, uh, more comics that showed up, but it was cool seeing a lot of people's sets and everything. Like I, I, I like seeing when, a lot of people are out, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope, uh, I hope we can that that energy can keep going. I think that, uh, you know, the main thing that I think that the scene needs is, and what it used to have is just more general enthusiasm all around. You know, I mean, I think like we've got you know a lot of um, heavy hitters from the the old guard that are still around, and then we've got a lot of new blood coming in, and so I think they're just you know. Maybe some of them need a little bit of work, but we all do. And I think that, you know, give, give it some time. I think like, you know, I think a good seed's planted right now. We're like, I mean, if you think about like in the next three years, I think we could have another little like hot pop like we did back in the good old days. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. I mean, like uh, coming up, uh, I, I know there's the the next scenic city super show mm -hmm. uh matt and uh andrew and courtney uh put on i i've gone to the last two three i think they've had so far the last one I, of those i went to was back when they were at ziggy's oh shit yeah 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 uh matt matt was running that uh i he told me about that i i i i wasn't in town uh when when those were happening but yeah they were they were a little rough ziggy's was not the best place to do comedy uh, <laughs> great place for a death metal show not a great place for a uh, great place show. for karaoke i'll oh, yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun with that too um yeah no uh so i yeah, this the not i haven't seen any clips but just the pictures i've seen of like what they're doing with that show looks really funny so i'm oh yeah yeah no uh i i've enjoyed uh both times or i think it was two maybe three uh at um 
uh, Barking Legs over on Dodson. And uh, that's a cool space. But the next one is at the Common House. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I've one time i got to go inside uh it seemed like a very exclusive place right. to me at that time <laughs> it's very bougie i watched a youtube video where they did like a walkthrough of it and it was like man this is like i probably could like it'd be a nice place i could afford to go maybe once and then not again for another couple years or something well like it was like a, an old neighborhood ymca or something right like, right, like, right like back in the day that was something that was just available and now it's like well you need a membership <laughs> yeah it was, i mean there, there are other like private clubhouse kind of places in town there's one real close to boat because I, I would when i was uh on one of those shows i went down into that part of town way early and was just kind of walking around looking for a place to eat and saw like where there was this like gathering spot full of like uh it was like you could see like it was gated off like they had a private parking lot and there was like a little patio where people were out having drinks and like was that the mountain view club it might have been like like all right okay yeah yeah uh Man, that was part of a ghost tour, but uh, th- that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's that's my comedy goal is to get uh, p- famous enough to be where I'm like welcome in those exclusive like clubs or do our own. We could do a Friars Club, you know, like a oh yeah yeah, yeah. just like rent some off and uh, have a little gathering. I mean, that's fun. I mean, look if if it's clear that I'm never gonna like make it as a comedian, but this show does well enough. I could maybe see myself opening up a little club one day. Well, I mean, I mean, club, I, I, a private club like like a comedy club is a is a cool idea, and I I've always thought about if there was a way to do it different, like a little bit better, or yeah. like like where there was less, uh, like like server interaction, like it was right. more like digital or something. Yeah. Well, so I, I wouldn't want to do like a. I mean, I definitely would do more of a hole in the wall kind of DIY. Like, I mean. My thing is, it's like it'd be like what JJ's is, except just a better shaped room for comedy. I think. Oh, sure, okay. Because like, like, really, my only like issue with JJ's at all is just it's not. It's kind of an awkward room to get through when a show's going on. So it's like it feels weird showing up late to a show, um, and then like you know if you have to leave during a show, that there's no way. Like especially if it's comedy, you know, they're definitely going to say like, "Oh, see you later, buddy." You know, like, <laughs> you feel like a dick. So it's like, I don't know. And also, I like, you know, it just needs to be more of like a theater type setting. Like, yeah, JJ's is more like a 180 panoramic. Yeah. Like, if you're on stage, you have to uh, address a whole bunch of uh, different angles for not a lot of people. But the, the way I'd want to run it is do like, I mean, ideally, I'd like to do the, you know, I mean, I, we're not obviously New York or LA or anything like nah. that. But if we could, you know, get the scene going up enough and have enough active comics to where you can do like you know nightly showcases and you know get people from out of town to come on but then also have strong locals who can just pop in and you know have past regulars and that that whole sort of system uh that would be cool um but then the kind of the the build up to that because i think that's a bit that's a bit of a end game kind of goal okay i think the build up would be uh you open it it's it's a bar but it's a comedy club but it's like you know your you book shows there obviously but then on nights that you don't have anything booked, it's an open mic. And if that conflicts with another open mic, yours, ours would start after. So like, yeah, basically be like, hey, you want to hit two, two, any night there's a mic, you can definitely at least hit, you know, another one. That, 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 that definitely sounds more like a, a New York club, kind of a club. I don't for know sure. if, if that could stay open right now. But I think yeah. that like if we, you know, foster the scene and help these young kids grow and, do yeah. it, and they build their own audiences, then I can 
make money off of those audiences. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I, I've talked to uh, with a couple of people at various times about um, uh, expanding Comedy Tap Takeover as uh, a rotating show uh, to different like breweries, you know, where it really is a, a tap takeover. Um, uh, but for me right now, uh, I, I, I would need more people involved. <laughs> yeah. And, and it also seems like that there's a lot of, I, I mean, I feel like the comedy scene has been going long enough to where most people, especially in the downtown, like the people who go out to bars and stuff are pretty aware of it happening. And I think the places that want it have it. And then there's, I mean, I know I'm definitely in talks to do another show. I don't want to spill the beans on that just yet, but, um, so I know, I know of one place that wants it and doesn't have it yet, Yeah, but, um, I think that uh, a lot of places just don't want it because True. It, 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 there, it's got to be the right kind of room in the first place. And then also like a lot of the places, even if they are like a bar, they're still trying to have some kind of like a wholesome sort of image. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if, if they have food and it's uh, all ages kind of a venue, you don't necessarily want to have that there. Right. <laughs> and like, and, and then even still like with like, even if it's not like, family place they're still like we don't want people on a microphone saying cuss words or like right you know we don't want people on a microphone talking about horrible things that you know might upset our clientele where it's like right and that's where you want to be able to establish your own kind of uh, a space or venue yes. which i um I'll, I'll say uh as uh, uh someone who's been in town like i really miss the palace theater yeah the palace as, was awesome as a, a venue that was that was a space where there was uh like three monthly shows and then one-off special events and then they were also doing their own thing which was pretty cool you know because uh, yeah, they wanted to show movies there primarily, but then like they had the perfect layout for it was a, a stage. Shows. Yeah, it was a stage, and and you had seats. Uh, it was like a a, a theater, you right, know? right? Like like, but but like a, a fifty seat theater, yeah. you know, like a, a kill box. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I've heard you talk about the Laughing Skull before, yes. and uh, I mean that room is super cool for for comedy it's uh, something we could do here though the problem is is that it's not its own business it's connected to the vortex yeah so like you'd kind of need that kind of situation like i i i've talked about this on the show before but i'll say it again because it's just so fucking true um uh, i mean i you know i did a show for two years at the honest pint right 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 and it started off in the little back room yeah that little back room they would be perfect except that's where the kitchen is and the bathroom, uh, the, there's two bathrooms, right? Next to the kitchen right there. Yes. <laughs> but if there was no kitchen, I actually wouldn't mind there being bathrooms in the back. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah convenience. But like uh, the fact that it's, that you, you do, you're talking about servers, you do have servers cutting through it constantly. So it's like, it made, it made doing shows there real hard. And then especially we'd have to compete sometimes with shows that were going on on the stage because the sound was bleeding. <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, eventually we moved to the big stage and it was it was fun, but it was definitely hard to control that. No, that was challenging. I'll, I'll say that's corporate speak for it sucked uh, a little bit sometimes. Uh. Sometimes it was great. Sometimes we had the whole room and it was, it was awesome. And sometimes there were people who just could not be bothered with what we were doing. And it's a big enough space where they could go upstairs and shoot pool and not worry about us and meanwhile we're like trying to tell a joke here and clack clack <laughs> no you, you, sh you should have had that show going on with like a full celtic irish 
band playing in the background the whole time. That's usually what we were competing with when we were in the other room. They had like an, a Celtic Irish band <laughs> who wanted, you know, because they would do their, they had like, I think they do like the last uh, Sunday every month. And our shows were on Sunday nights, but then like on theirs, we would just wait till they finished and then start our show. Yeah. But they decided they really loved like fourth and fifth encores and like they just wanted to really stretch it. <laughs> that, that, that's the opposite of an Irish goodbye. Uh, it's like, let's hang out. Uh, <laughs> so no disrespect. They were not really nice people. You know, we talked, they, they were like, you're not mad at us. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not mad. It's just. Sunday night, I got to go to work tomorrow. I didn't want to start this show at like 11. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's, it's what we've always, we've done this here for years, man. I'm like, I know, but they, you know, I didn't know that that's, so then we eventually moved to Mondays and it wasn't a problem anymore, but. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that, that was a fun show. I I, I got to experience it uh, quite a few times. Uh, and then I moved away and then I came back and it was still happening, but Andrew was doing it. Yeah, know? yeah. The, two years is about enough time, I think. I think after two years of running a mic, people get really like, especially when, like, I was really good because they were paying me. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. I'm smart. And I always <laughs> say, hey, this is like karaoke and you pay karaoke DJs. Why don't you pay me? And they're like, we can afford to pay you a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. But I was, since I was getting paid, I was like, I'm not, if I miss a Monday, that's a check I don't get. So yeah. I, uh, it, I, I ran it pretty much. I think I missed maybe one Monday in two years. And uh, it was, uh, you know, by the end of it, I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I mean, uh, that's quite an experience uh, to get to get through. Uh, I think it made me a better comic. I mean, I had to, you know, having to host every night for, you know, once a week for a year or two years. Well, you know, you learn your material for sure. <laughs> well, and hosting uh, in general, like if you like, uh, I, I remember uh, when I, when I was first getting started and I heard about hosting the, the that was the thing that kept getting pressed upon you. But, uh, until you really host for a while, you don't realize like uh, you really have to think on your feet and, uh, you have to, uh, be prepared for whatever the audience is like, <laughs> whatever the other comics are like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, you have to, you have to know your restraint because you don't want to ever go up as the host and, and just slay because if the other comics can't follow you, then it's going to be a shitty night for everybody. So you want you want to you want to go up and ha you want to do well, but you don't want to just go up and demolish. So you have to learn how to like, like after like I'd get like a couple pretty big pops, and I'd be like, all right, that's that's time to call it because I don't well, want to keep going. Yeah, but I, I I don't I don't feel like I really ever had to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do better than the other comics. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I, I mean I you know I don't want to blow up to my own horn, but some <laughs> some nights it was I was just on you know some it not it definitely wasn't every night. I'm yeah. going to say that you yeah. do you again you do a weekly show. There's going to be some shitty ones. If I get the show that I want, I you know I laid out what I want the show to be in the last episode. So if you're curious, go back and listen to it. Um, but the the crux of it is I want to do kind of the kill Tony thing where everyone does a new minute. And that means as the host, I open the show with a brand new minute every week. So that's my challenge. That's even putting even more pressure on myself. That's oh, that's like, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And you got to think like, I mean, not some of those minutes are going to be garbage. They're for sure. Some of those minutes are going to suck, but some are going to be good. And then I'm going to even be able to expand on those minutes. And like, you know, say I do write, you know, do, you know, every Monday for a year, right. Or when, whatever, not, I think it's going to be a Monday, but if I do every Monday night for a year and write a new minute and it's killer, that's 52 new minutes in a year. That's almost, you know, and it's basically an hour. And, you know, I've also probably expanded on some of those older jokes too. So it's like, 
feel like it's a really good exercise. And I think it'll be good for the scene to have people, uh, you know, encouraging everyone else to, to play along. And, well, yeah, and I, I definitely feel like now with uh, Pax uh, not being a mic right now, uh, it, there's a void to fill. So uh, we got to see what kind of other shows we can put out there, and in the in the right spots, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, let's let we'll, we'll go over this real quick, and then I want to get to like talking about you some. I don't want to <laughs> just make this about like the scene here, but. It's uh, a cool scene. I, you know, I, I get surprised all the time when people tell me they listen to the show because I just assume no one does. Uh, but you told me you listen to it. And I, I I hear that other people do, too. So, hey, listen, I'm just going to assume that maybe I have a pretty big audience, you know, because, again, I don't I don't follow any of my audio. Like, so there could be a lot of people listening on Spotify and like I don't that I have no clue of. Um, but if you own like a bar or something and then you're willing to cut your sports off the TVs for one night a week. And, uh, you've got good seating and you, you know, it's, it's, it's got a good setup for like entertainment and you've got a slow night, maybe Monday night, maybe Tuesday night, but it's just slow and you'd like a little extra business, hit your boy up. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think, you know, and that's, that's kind of the key. And that's what I, what I was going to say is like, I think kind of like the best rooms kind of need an activity there. And that's why like they're willing to have a comedy show where it's like if a place is already packed on their, you know, all, every night of the week, they don't want to mess with what's working. But if it's like, like the best example I can give is like, I mean, Honest Pint wasn't doing great on mm-hmm. those nights. They were busy Friday and Saturday nights, but then throughout the week it was hit or miss. So we were bringing in, you know, people buying drinks. And then, um, oh, what was, uh, Mikhail's. Uh, oh, yeah, Terrace. yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely needed the business. So they were more than happy to have a comedy night. So, you, you know, bars like that were great. But then you've got to like, contend with okay well do they have regulars and then you know are is that going to upset the regulars because a lot of times they'll side with the regulars over this thing that's bringing in way more business than the regulars were and so i'm like i get that you love your boy that you see all the time but we're bringing in like 20 heads that are buying beer yeah and your boy is just hanging out at the bar if he's up mad well you're down one head but then you've got 20 more but like I can also see where that's a problem because, like, do you remember, uh, did you ever go to, like, the uh, mic that was at the office that Tony Dude, I have Mikhail's and the office written down. Well, I, I wrote notes for uh, the show. <laughs> well, then everyone will have a little bit of context uh, when we get to that. But uh, I, the one thing I remember about that was the problem with it uh, because it was only, like, the first Monday of every... It was, yeah, it was on Monday. And there's a TV there. (laughs) Monday Night Football that people definitely came to see. But see, the thing is, is the regulars came every Monday, but we were only there one Monday a month. Right, yeah. And so the regulars definitely felt entitled. And the the bartender was on the regular side because we were only there one Monday a month, whereas... We weren't regulars. If we drove off the regulars, then she was screwed every Monday. Yeah, we weren't exactly. There. So, right. Yeah. So I get why she'd want to keep the people, even if it's less people, she want to keep the people that are there every week as opposed to the big rush once a month can go, kind of go fuck itself. So for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my take on uh, on like what I think a venue needs to be in, my, <laughs> you know, for a mic or whatever. But um, you got to look around and uh, I'll say I, I went to uh, the new odd story uh, for the first time uh, recently and they have an outdoor area that's huge it's it's a very family friendly spot i don't think it would be good for like a a regular open mic but they have like a stage basically set up that's pretty cool uh that would be 
probably cool for like uh, uh you know a quarterly or something you know like just uh I, th- there's a lot of new uh condos and shit right there uh i don't know man i checked out uh I'll, I'll, i don't think they're gonna hit me back so i'll drop this because it's not gonna it's not ruining any secrets but i did uh, reach out to clever alehouse in red bank okay um it's owned by the people the guys who own uh um bitter alibi and oh, uh, okay yeah, and yeah daily ration um but i went i went down there and it was a pretty nice place didn't really look super ideal for comedy, but they have a downstairs. And the downstairs also has like a back outside area. But then even in that inside area, it's a little tiny box, man. Like, you know, Red Bank, I can see would be hard to like pull people out to. But like, you yeah. don't need a lot of people to make that room feel really big. And so I think that would be a nice spot for someone to check out. They didn't seem like they wanted to work with me. I reached out uh, and then they said, give me your information. And I've not heard anything since. So, yeah. so, I, so and also, I mean, I, I get that like. I want a certain kind of show and that, you know, not, sure, again, yeah. talking about like some places don't want to go motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, yeah. 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 You know, fucking abortions. <laughs> Aren't those weird? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like people, people like to, you know, they, even if it's like an adult bar place, they want to keep a sense of decency among not, they don't want the stink of comedy all over it. They're like, it's my comedy at least. <laughs> um, so I get, I, I don't get offended when someone's like, it's, it's, we're not a good fit, you know, but sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'd like to find a place that would be though. Is all I'm saying. I've got, I've got, I've got some lines out. Um, but let's pivot off of this. I want. I, we're talking about the good old days. Okay. You probably have an answer to this question in your notes, but I was thinking about this. You you started comedy before I did, like chronologically, right? Like you were already doing it. I think when I came on. Well, uh, my 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 story's fractured. I guess uh, I I first tried stand up comedy for like a summer. When I was 20. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that was, uh, that was a fun summer. Uh, I will, I will say I like, I was home. uh, I was, I was living with my mom home for, uh, from, from college for the summer. And I drove up to Nashville once a week to go drink underage and try to tell a new five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that because with, with Ryan moving away, which he's actually, he moved today. So, you yeah, know, bon, he did. Bon, bon voyage, Ryan, if you're listening to this. Uh, so. Bonjourno. Uh, Have fun in Atlanta. It's probably going to be rad. Probably salute. way more fun than this fucking town. Uh, but I've, I was thinking with him leaving, I was like, does that make me the most senior of the scene? I mean, not oldest. I know there's older comics. Donnie's <laughs> older than me, but I've been doing comedy longer than Donnie. So I'm like, have I been doing comedy? But then I, th- I think I remember that when I started, you had been coming up and you already had material and stuff. So I think that you, you would, I mean, it may have not been that much more of a, I mean, I know you said you started way back when, but I mean like. Yeah. Well, like, like when, when I started doing comedy in Chattanooga it was probably right after you. Okay. Uh, Cause like I, um, uh, uh, yeah, in December of 2011, I was working with Ben Dalby at Domino's, and we were talking, and both he and I had done stand-up before, uh, he in Memphis, me in Nashville, and we're like, let's go do stand-up. So we drove to Nashville to do an open mic, uh, and I drove up to Nashville for like six weeks in a row, before I was like, oh, they're staying up in Chattanooga. What? <laughs> What's weird is that that Ollie dude who's coming out to uh, the JJ's mics now. He lives in Nashville and comes down here. To... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a I, good room. I like it. 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 also really good to drive to different cities to do four or five minutes, uh, even if that's you know, like your uh, only comedy experience. You get the whole experience of hanging out, talking to people, driving. Yeah. Uh, bombing and then having to drive two and a half hours back home. <laughs> I remember doing a road, one road gig with you. I think it was the, um, was it that mic that, um, the East Room? Oh, we did the East Room together. I thought yeah. we did. So was it not you that I went to Atlanta with and did Kyle Gillis's room at like Arcadia? I think that well, was. Well, no, I remember when I was living in Atlanta, I met you and Bryant at a, a, a spot okay. and then and then we probably went to uh, Arcadia afterwards. I can't remember who I wrote down to that one with. It was somebody. Bryant? Um, no, I didn't do a lot of road stuff with Bryant. I did, I did like later on, like, you know, right around like 2019, uh, but like. He he did a lot. He got, he was good at getting his own sort of connections and doing his own thing for a long time. Like he he fell in really like strong with Pat Cunningham and would do a lot of shows with like him and oh yeah those guys. And he had his own like sort of network that he worked from. Um, I had uh, you know I don't know. I've always been bad at like the networking side mm. because well like you know coming from music I don't I didn't like you know when I got done with a show I didn't want to just have people come up and talk to me. I wanted a second to unwind. And so like, I don't go bother comics. You know, it's like I, I, if a comic wants to talk to me or if it's natural, it's, you know, I'll do that, but I don't want to go just like, Hey man, I'll tell someone good set, but then that's, then I'll leave them alone and let them do their own thing. Sure. And I figure if they want, if they see my set and want to talk to me and maybe think that it's, it's worth a conversation. That's cool. I mean, I know that's kind of egotistical. Like they should come to me, but it's (laughs) like, I figure if they, if it's, I figure comics aren't coming to JJ's to discover new talent. They're coming to try and gain new fans. I mean, I think if they get blown away by somebody that, that definitely they could help, but I don't think that that's what their agenda is. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't want to put that on them necessarily. Well, I'll, I'll say like sometimes at mics is, it's good to just like uh, float around and be like, Hey, I, I, I watch your thing. I like that. You know, like, and, and just chit chat or whatever. I'm trying to be better about that. Especially like when I see people who are like really good audience members and they're out back, I try and go introduce myself. And- oh yeah. Yeah. Then you can be like, Hey, follow me or whatever. And then they might come out to another show. That's, and- that's the plan. Yeah. I, I, the thing that I'm really kind of focused on now is building an audience. I think that like, you know, we've, we kind of act like we don't deserve an audience, but like, I mean, we've been doing this so long that what, what's, you know, there's no, there's nothing saying that. Well, and there's people that build audiences uh, off of uh, 10 seconds on TikTok, Right. You know, like, like, and, and, and they immediately, I mean, that's one way to do it. (laughs) I think that, yeah, I I think it's, uh, you know, any way that you can do it, you should. So it's, to me, it's just like, I need to stop, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't really try because I didn't think that I deserved it. Now it's like, man, I have in the, not to blow smoke up my own ass, but it's just the fact that, cause I don't, I don't think this, but other people have said it to me. And if, so, if I can trick some rubes, I can trick more, you know, but I've been told people think I'm one of the best comics in town. So I'm like, okay, well, if I can convince enough people of that, uh-huh. I mean, the best way to do that is just to do good comedy and be one of the best yeah, comics yeah, in town. Yeah, for sure. But if I can do good enough comedy to trick them, that's also fine for me. So, uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I'm kidding, but I'm just saying like, I get told I'm awesome all the time by people who see me go up and it's like, not all of them are just being nice. I'm sure so, some of them are, but like, it's, it's, it's to the point now where it's like, I don't, I, I don't feel like I'm being like 
stuck up for acting like well i i i am at a point where i can start trying to grow a brand i guess well and it's good when you hear good feedback you know like you try something a lot of times as a comedian you're you're uh stuck so much by yourself like it's a very individual uh pursuit so uh until you really hear people telling you like what you're doing is actually good. You're like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I like, it, there's a lot of insecurity going into, uh, uh trying to do stand up. Oh, just putting yourself out there at all for anything. You're, yeah. you're, <laughs> you know, just, you know, cause I mean, like it's, that, that is the fear ultimately is like, I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of myself. I'm going to say something that's fucking stupid and everyone's going to laugh at me, not in the way I want them to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to, you know, my, but but the, you keep my doing PP's it. gonna get small, and and I'm gonna you know no one's gonna love me. My mom's gonna tell me I'm dumb. <laughs> but you, you keep doing it because at the end of the day you have a disease or whatever, and uh, uh, over time you're like you do get some confidence to it. Like I, I sure I, like you and I have both done this for a long time. We've been in front of a variety of crowds and audiences, and uh, had varying successes of, of of being very funny or the audience is not on board <laughs> right and uh at the end of the day it's like uh, where's the um where's the medium like oh uh, like is it is it uh averaging out where you're having fun and 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 people enjoy it or hang up <laughs> you know like like stop <laughs> i haven't gotten there yet uh <laughs> easy edit uh, so uh yeah no i yeah i mean i'm definitely like and look and, and i don't you know i don't think that i'm like a headliner i don't think that i could go do you know i mean I've what, worked, what's the longest that you've done well, i mean i've done i've done pretty long i've done i, I mean i want to say I've, I've done 45 before I, I i think i did an hour once it wasn't a good hour it was literally <laughs> just every joke i could remember that i had okay one okay. after the other where was that um so you know, there's a local show booker in town who books like a lot of metal and hardcore and punk shows. Okay. Uh, and he, you know, hadn't messed with comedy, but he wanted to try and dip his toes into it. I mean, I, I tried to have a talk with him about like, man, it's very different. I mean, yeah. But he's like, I want to try it. You know, I'll put you up as a headliner and, you know, you'll get this cut of the door. I was like, we'll give it a shot, you know, and I, I booked it and I promoted it. I, I drew, you know, maybe... 10 people it wasn't big it was like okay. it was at uh the spot on main street okay and uh wolf bosky was in town and he i let him pop on the show too so that was that's cool. pretty cool Got yeah. to hang with will um shout out will <laughs> but then that means he was there to see me do do that which i mean look i, I did well I, mean, I got laughs but it was like you know doing a long headliner set in front of 10 people <laughs> so it's, well and, and, and that's your first experience doing that yeah, right? yeah. i mean like it, i it's hard to get those kind of reps, you know? Well, yeah. And I did, I mean, you know, I did it as a real professional. I didn't have my notes out. So it was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, rise to the challenge at least. And, you know, it's an excuse to get to do that. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't definitely, it, de it didn't build my career, but it probably made me a better comic. Yeah. 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 No, uh, I mean, I, um, I guess like with my show that I've, I've been running for a little while uh have had opportunities to uh, uh as a host like do a 10 minute set like routinely and 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 that's been 
fun uh, to have that opportunity uh, just because you can flesh out a lot of your material more and, and, sure. and, and, and build on just like pauses or like extraneous shit, which you need to edit if you're just doing a tight five. But if you can kind of like stretch out a little bit, it's that's nice. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, and I get, you know, for sure the, the benefit of doing tight fives because it's, you know, it teaches you to write and it teaches you to keep churning out new material. But, um, you do need to learn how to expand on that material. So that's why I like doing your show is because it's one of the few opportunities you get to do like a 10 minute or, or, or sometimes more, you know, um, set. So it's, it's, you need practice at that too. And, you know, there's not really like when I did comedy fight, it was, I gave everybody seven minutes. Sets. Uh, and then right. the, the winner got to do like a 10 or I think a 15, if you won the whole thing at the end or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And that, that was new at that time. Cause like, uh, what, what, all right, going back, uh, when when I first started doing comedy in Chattanooga, there was uh, the Vaudeville Cafe, uh, which was on Tuesday. There was JJ's on Wednesday, and then Comedy Catch was like, I think every other Saturday. Yeah, and all of those were five minutes, mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes you show up at JJ's, and uh, I mean early on there was three comics there and you're like, we're not doing it tonight. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like things have changed a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, now there's a lot more opportunities, but I like, um, when I, when I set up my show, I, I, my whole idea was I want to give long set opportunities to locals who might not be able to otherwise. Right. And, and it gives, you know, we need something to really, you know, going back on the whole, like how I think we sell ourselves short and that a lot of us, you know, act like we don't deserve fans yet, you know, but like we also don't give ourselves real opportunities to get fans because you're not really going to build a fan base off of an open mic because it's, you know, like I've, I've definitely gone up and people have told me that, that they've loved me, you know, they've had a lot of beers bought for me and stuff, but like I rarely ever see those people again, you know, and then maybe they do love it. Maybe they do become like more of a regular at the, at the mic. Well, that only last, you know, you notice regulars kind of come in waves the same way comics do. Like you get like people who like love coming every week for a couple years. And then they realize I need to do more with my life than, than oh, yeah, do this yeah. every, every week. Yeah. And, and I don't blame, I don't blame that. You know, I, I, I couldn't do that if, if I wasn't going up, I wouldn't, <laughs> I would not be out. I mean, I, I barely go to mics as it is. And I, I, I don't, you know, I do go up when I go, but, um, you ever just go to an open mic and just watch it? Uh, not really anymore. Um, that's part of my, uh, comedy fight story is the, the last time I did that, it, uh, like I, I went up or I, I'd taken, I'd come off of a little break. I hadn't gone up in like a couple months, come back. And that's kind of when like during that break I took, that's when like Donnie started, Grace had started. Um, and like there's, uh, I think Michael Isaacs and, uh, Alex yeah, Howard Alex. came later because I, I think it, I was Alex Howard. I think that was my fault, which I mean, not, not, that's not a bad thing. But um, <laughs> I also can claim Dave the same way because it's just like, yeah, come on out to JJ's for the open mics. And you got to You got to come to JJ's. Talk, talked him into it. And they, Dave was trying to do his own other mic. Like, in complete, Cleveland. He, he was for oh, he a was, while. He was doing one because he, he started the um, oh, Mocus Spin. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He start- I went there. Oh, well, so it was, it was, it was fun. It was definitely a comics mic. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but he had started that mic 
before he really knew about the JJ scene and he was doing it on Wednesday nights up against the JJ's one. Oh, and so I, I saw like a, a, you know, I'd seen him go up at the comedy catch mic once and he was funny as shit. So I was like, all right. Um, you know, like I'll add this guy on Facebook and I added him. And then like, I saw him advertising that. So I messaged him and was like, Hey man, you know, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but there's a really popular mic. <laughs> and, and, then, and then he ended up hosting it. Yeah. <laughs> Much to his chagrin, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love the, the, the JJ's mic progression uh, over the years. It's It's been fun to see all the different uh, iterations that's gone through. Um, I think it's in good hands with Ashley. It's been, Oh, for it's, sure. It seems yeah. like it's been like getting back kind of some of its old steam, so... Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of good turnouts and a lot of comics showing up to sign up, which that's, that, I mean, at the end of the day, th- that's key for an open mic. You got to have a bunch of comics showing up. Right. Like, because uh, they're either going to promote it or they're just another person there. And then there's more things to look at. Because I've, I've gone to so many open mics when there's not been enough. I've also gotten the ones when there's been way too many. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was sort of the um, the 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 JJ's deal was that after that break, you know, um, where I'd come back, um, it was packed to the brim, and like I was like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah. And it was like getting to where it was like, you know, I mean, I think there was like 18 spots on the list, and you'd have like 25 people sign up, so Brian had to cut a bunch of people. So I come back then. I, I come one week just to watch, just to see what it's like, and then I'm like, okay, I got to get back in. And this. Oh trip. yeah, yeah. So I come back the next week and sign up, and um, you know, I, I overhear Ryan making cuts, and he just I overhear him just say, Ian, ah, fuck him, and like, cut, cut me out, and I'm like, motherfucker. So I got mad because he right before, like, and then he gave a speech or like. He had given a speech too, saying like, "If you don't hear your name called, don't be upset. You know, go start your own mic." And I'm like, "Okay." And then I didn't hear my name called, so I did get upset. I just left. I was like, "I'm not staying here." Uh, and I left, and I marched my happy ass up to Honest Pint, and I was like, "Hey, you guys want to do an open mic?" And they're like, "Yep." <laughs> and so that's where that started. Yeah, yeah, and that was like, I think that was really the first other mic that like. That wasn't the comedy catch. Oh yeah, yeah. There was like an an indie mic because I mean yeah, because that, that that one started and then the McHale's one and then I moved out of town. Is is my recollection? Yeah, and then because um, the office had closed a while. Yeah, though. the office <laughs> the office hadn't been happening for a while at that point, and uh, and vaudeville burned down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, not really. I never got to go up at vaudeville. That was like I think it was ending right around the time I was starting, and like. Um, it just never, I went to a show there and it just didn't seem like my vibe. And it was, it was, uh, it was a weird, uh, spot. I mean, like it, it was laid out with booths, just like horseshoe booths, all of them. Like there, there was no tables and chairs. It was just like booths. And, uh, they played that one black eyed peace song about tonight's going to be a good night. Every time I went there and it's, Every time I hear that song, like I, I'm immediately transported back to hanging out at Bobville <laughs> and, and and seeing uh, Derek Zuyaskiani host. He was a cool guy, and then Malachi McKimmons uh, saw him there. First time I ever saw Doug Stanhope was at a vaudeville. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably like 2012 or something. Yeah, that was... Uh... Yeah, I guess that was right around the time I was getting started, but you know, like... 
when I started, I was very gun shy. I did JJ's just because it was like, this will be a small little room that I can go up in. Yeah. Because I didn't know if I was going to be good or not. And then I got laughs early on. That kept me motivated. And uh, Yeah, I, that's that's crazy. Did, well, uh, did he just drop in? Was it just a... No, no. He was doing a show there. And, and, and uh, Joel, uh, you know, was... Uh, friends correspondence whatever with him like he was the guy that uh was booking things and run the mic at jj's and uh joel got to open for him that night i was so excited i was in the audience i bought a ticket and uh joel had this bit that he closed on at that time and whenever doug got on stage he was like hey joel that last bit you had that sounds so familiar and it was because it was one of Doug's bits. Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, I bet it was accident. I bet, I don't think No, Joel... it was totally by accident, but Joel had been, like, doing this bit for a minute. Like, I, I, that I associated with him. It was about, like, committing suicide by, like, uh, uh, hanging a wire around your neck and then jumping off a building with your hands super glued to your head. And then dunking your skull through a basketball. <laughs> I think I remember that. Uh, or I may just remember the Stanhope. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I have a lot of really good memories from like back in the day of uh, just going to Mike's and, and seeing what things are about. But I, that's a learning experience. Uh, over time, you got to you gotta learn from <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's what... Well, I mean, like, it, it's so cool to see, like, kind of how that, because I remember, like, you know, when that, the, the JJ's mic got started, and it was like, it was like, uh, I know it was Joel, and like, Andy, and Byburn, and, and Tony and, Levi, Sean and, Klaus, and uh, um, Ryan, Ryan, uh, uh, but like, uh, uh, John Michael Bond before he moved. Oh, yeah. John, so I yeah. started, like, right after he moved away. To mm. So that was, that's, that's a good point, because I remember, like, thinking, like, Oh yeah, I know John because I he would come out to like metal shows sometimes. Oh sure, and he also yeah. worked at like the Blockbuster in Red Bank, so I'd run into him there all the time. So I was vaguely familiar. We're getting really dated right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was vaguely familiar with him, and I was like, oh, he's part of this comedy scene. This that'll be cool. And then like as soon as I uh, start coming out, he's not around anymore. Oh well, yeah, he moved down to Atlanta. And I was like, well, I'm the uh, you know glasses bearded uh, guy, I guess taking his place. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, man, it, it, it's so cool to see, like, that started as such, a, like, a rinky-dink mic, and it's just oh, like... Oh, no, yeah, it, it's, uh, like, I, the first time I ever met Alex Tanch, uh was at JJ's. He came in, like, 2013, I think. Yeah. And uh, that was one of those nights where the mic didn't happen. Like, I, I showed up, and I was talking on the phone with my mom. I remember this because Alex has told me about it and, and he just sat next to me and listened to a one-sided conversation for a while. And then I hung up and then he was like, yeah, I came into this open mic and I was like, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> and then I just hung out and talked to him for a while, you know, and, uh, uh I've been friends with him ever since. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a cool dude. I ran into him playing disc golf over the summer. So oh yeah. Yeah. We're try and meet up maybe when the weather warms up. Oh dude. Yeah. Come out. I love, uh, I, I've, I, I, I'm not, I'm not good. Oh, me neither. But like, I, I've gotten better since I started. Yeah. I got, I got a lot better. I think cause I, I played a lot like 10 years ago or so, like, mm -hmm. probably even longer than that. I, I would go like every opportunity I possibly could. 
And then, because, uh, you know, when I was in the band and doing that stuff, I didn't have a job. So when we were in town, I was just sitting around. So, yeah, yeah. Go play some disc golf. Um, and then, like, over the years, it, it kind of slowed down. I, I've always managed to still go, like, pretty much at least once every summer. Okay. But I didn't play any during 2020, which, in retrospect, is really fucking stupid. I should have played a lot more. Oh, yeah, man. During the lockdowns. But, um, yeah. That's when I really got started. But I got like something bit me this summer where I just had an itch to get back out there. And like, I, I'd never grown. Like I had the same, like, well, I mean, they'd cycled because I'd, I'd lose a few, but I had like one of those small beginner disc bags. Sure. I had about 10 discs in there. Um, and then that, that had mostly been my main set the entire time I played, like from back when I started and just over the course of this summer, I had to upgrade to one of those backpacks. Cause I was like, I'm going to start buying discs. So. Well, and also the backpacks are just way more ergonomically, uh, convenient. <laughs> yeah. And so I've, I, I went out and played a shit ton this summer, so I can't wait to get back out there. What was your favorite spot in town? I like the Sinks. Sinks is home. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I like I. I didn't realize how. If you ever find my disc out there, it's got my name and number on it. I'll, I'll, I'll call you. I'm, I'm honest. If it has a number, so it's I, a red leopard. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if, I, if I if I find an unmarked disc, I mean that you, you guys should have been smart because I've definitely lost discs. I know how that sucks. Yeah. But, uh, Bryant was so quick to just give up on discs. He'd throw them and like look for like two minutes. And go well, I guess that one's gone. I'm like, dude, like I'll stay. Out. I mean, I bought so my favorite disc. I bought one of those little trackers you can put on it that beeps. Oh wow! Um, it only adds like a Fancy. half a gram to it to okay. the weight. Um, they're apparently not like PGDA legal, so if you're playing in a tournament, you can't use them because they do. They are a weight. Yeah, but, but we're not doing that. No. no, no. <laughs> and the reason it's this one disc. It's it's. It flies so great, but the color of it, it's very like, it's kind of orangey with like little splashes of silver. And I didn't realize like in the right light, it just looks like the leaves on the ground. <laughs> so I realized a couple times after throwing it, like that one gets lost super easy. So that one needs a tracker. And yeah, 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 for sure. Like the, the one I was throwing, it was red and I was like, oh, I'll be able to find that. And then it was in the leaves and uh, then I started throwing a black disc instead. And that makes no sense. Um uh, but now I'm throwing something that's white and my buddy gave it to me and it throws straight, which that's, that's key. I, I, you got to find the one that throws straight for you. I found out, I didn't realize how actually close I am here to uh, Jack Maddox. So, Oh dude. Yeah. Jack Maddox is dope. Cause it's, it's way like my, the only problem I had with playing disc golf this summer is like every other, every place is like kind of a pain in the ass to get to from here. Okay. But then Jack Maddox, I realized like, that's just right over there. I mean, or Camp Jordan. So Camp Jordan's over there. I hate Camp Jordan. <laughs> I've never played there. I I've heard about it. it. I yeah. hate it. If we played, we literally, me and Bryant went down there to play and it, it, it was kind of wet, but then that whole one is, if it's kind of wet, that place is a swamp. <laughs> and I right. my, my disc went in the mud, and I went in to get it, and I fell into the mud, so I was covered in mud. And then we were walking through to the next hole, and it was just, even in the grass, it was just water going up around our ankles. And I was like, my cho- shoes were already soaking wet, so I was like, dude, I'm out. <laughs> if you want to finish up the 18, I'll go sit over by the car and smoke cigarettes, but I'm not going to trudge around and he goes well i don't want to make you wait so i'll go home too i was like sorry dude you can come back anytime you want but yeah no that sounds like a lousy day at the water parks you know yeah i was covered in mud i was like i we i wiped myself i just bought new like disc towels so i like ruined didn't ruin it but you know just (laughs) used it uh to its capacity yeah (laughs) so uh but luckily didn't you know mess up bryant's car any more than it already was but 
Yeah, so I don't like Camp Jordan. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I can understand that. Uh, I, no, I've never played there, but like, I, I was just, I had a flashback. Uh, the one time I went to like an amusement park and uh, rode all the water rides and got all my shoes and socks and everything just soaked and then walked around for the rest of the day until at the end of the day, like my feet were so pruned up that i i was hurting yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm i haven't always been as like fat as i am now but i've always been, been a little chubby so like also if i was like wet and walking around i was gonna have like oh chafing chafing <laughs> like you wouldn't believe yeah so uh yeah so what what other uh memories of the the scene do you have i mean i've you know i've got a bunch but you know, I, i'm on this show every week you know? oh yeah man uh like memories of the scene uh, the first time I ever went to the comedy catch was for like a contest. Uh, that, that was before I like started doing stand up. It was probably like 2010 or 09 or something. Um, and that was the first time I met Corey Forrester. Uh, he was doing the contest and he got way further. Uh, but I made it to the second round and I got on the main stage at the old, you know, uh, uh, Brainerd comedy catch and I did my set it was not good but Michael gave me a note and he was like I've never heard someone tell a joke about consumption on stage before <laughs> 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 but then I saw Corey and uh, he did a, a, a joke that I'll remember this day that I'm not going to repeat but it was very funny and I was like who is this guy and then I ran into him like it was like two years later down there. Yeah. My, my first memory of Corey was like the first time I ever went to the comedy catch. I just as a, just went with friends as a, as a patron. I had no oh, yeah, yeah. long before I ever thought about ever trying to do comedy. It's not true. I mean, I thought about it as a kid. Cause but, he started there uh, when he was like 16 or Yeah. He had like 10 like, years on me when I started. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but he, uh, no, I remember seeing him open for uh, Dale Jones Mm. And I remember not liking him much at all. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> but I didn't, you know, just going like, I, I didn't think he was very funny. And then, uh, f- you know, flash forward uh, f- a few years when I get into it and I see him and he's, you know, been working that whole time. Yeah. He was a fucking force to be reckoned with. Man. And he, I told him that and he, he's like, uh, you're wrong. I've always been great. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how he's always talked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, it was, I just, it's so funny. And I had the similar story about, um, Oh, uh, God, what's his, I, I'm blank. I shouldn't be blanking on his name. Um, Describe him physically. No. Well, he's <laughs> friends with Corey. Uh, his DJ? Last DJ Lewis. Oh, DJ. Fuck yeah. First DJ, ti- man. First time I saw DJ was at one of those vaudeville shows that I went to. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, I did not like him very much. Wow. Okay. All and right. then <laughs> he came and did a JJ show and fucking rocked my pants off. And I was like, this guy, I was wrong. This guy is legit. So, man, I remember one of the first times I saw a DJ was at the catch and it was the open mic in the giggles grill. And he started his set and there was people outside smoking, which there was a door right by the stage. Like you could just, it was, it was right next to it. And he went outside, but he had the microphone. And so we heard everything he was saying. They didn't. And he was just like, hey, I didn't know if y'all knew there was a show going on. And and he just went on like that. And I was like, this guy is so funny because he was improv And I, I was like, what, 
you don't have to write jokes. You can just yeah. you can just talk. You know, I mean, if, you're, like, <laughs> if you're if you've got that kind of character and personality, yeah. That's the thing. I, I think when I, the first time I saw him, though, I think that show I went to specifically was like a clean show. Sure. And his clean material just wasn't as electric as his uh, everyday other stuff. And I mean, like I said, that's the only time I've ever seen him. It was the first time I saw him and I didn't like him. The second time I saw him, I was like, ah, I was fucking wrong. This guy, <laughs> this guy rules. <laughs> and and he's, only, he's only ever ruled ever since. Yeah. Yeah. No, back like the, the catch. That was weird. It was fun. It just like I, I, I never got. Uh, personally, I guess I never uh, pushed myself out there where I, I got more like main stage time. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's something at the new location. Like I've I've not been super involved over there, but like I would like to be more so and. Yeah. Trying to sign up for mics over there, that's, you know. That's a good way to do it. Um, I, I, I've been on and off there. There, there've been times. I mean, Michael's always been real straight up with me. I've, like a lot of people have issues with him. I've never had issues with him. Yeah. Um, he's the only time he's ever been like critical of me. He was right. <laughs> so he's giving me like advice, you know, notes that were like he was like, I wouldn't do that joke, and I was like, no, in that situation, because like I didn't, you know, you know my Tim Curry joke. Mm-hmm. And it's a joke very much to get that joke. You have to kind of know who Tim Curry is. And I started that joke off and I go, I think the next person who's going to die is going to be Tim Curry. And no one laughed, which you don't get, you don't get a lot of laughs for that line. Usually you get like, Oh, which is right. You right. Want that. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get that dead silence. Except one person goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> and I being an idiot, just try figured I could well do a brief explanation and finish the joke. No, when you do, you're doing a, a like a joke about a celebrity and then they don't know who the celebrity is, bail on the joke. So <laughs> do a different joke. I, I learned, and like he came, I was like, you shouldn't have told that Tim Curry joke. And I was like, no, I know, I yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I know that that was the I, I messed up. <laughs> right, right, right. But I appreciate you looking out for me. But he's always been uh, cool to me. Otherwise, um, you know, I I got. There was a period where I was getting. It's back when like Luke was kind of the primary, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the typical host, and he couldn't. He was doing a lot more, so he couldn't host every weekend. So I was getting a lot of offers, but then it like it worked out to where a I like definitely messed up like a couple comics names on stage, which I, I felt bad about. You know, I mean, I, sure. I, I didn't. I wasn't like whatever. It was like oh no. Uh, you know, and then I also, this was before comedy fight even, I think. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But I don't, anyway. Um, and then uh, there was like two weeks in a row where Luke wanted me to do it, but I was already booked. And so I had to, I had to turn it down. And after that, I just didn't get any more offers. So gotcha. I think it was a combination of those two things. But, you know, if I'm booked, I'm booked. I'm not going to. Yeah, no, no, that's understandable. Uh, I don't know. I like, I, I feel like looking forward uh I've really been enjoying what uh, the new location at Station Street has been like, and uh, I'm excited to see how it progresses in the future, and would definitely like to be involved with with that sort of stuff. I like uh, the the Lookout Comedy Festival this year um, that Donnie put on in October. Um, was pretty cool. Like the, 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 they were interacting with the catch and boneyard and, uh, whatever. 
<laughs> like like uh, but like uh it, it was cool seeing all the comics out uh and 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 just knowing like chattanooga isn't necessarily like the comedy destination city but it's definitely the hub way of like, right other we've spots al- we've uh, always been like a yeah. perfect location for something like that big to happen because it's so easy for people from atlanta nashville knoxville even Asheville, even Huntsville and Birmingham and stuff. So it's like we're, you know, at most, the, the longest of those drives is like four hours. Oh, yeah. And that's Asheville. And everything else is like three or less. And then most of them are within two. So it's, you know, I I've, I mean, back when I was doing music shows, I was like aware of this going like, why don't we have like a festival here? This would be a perfect place for like a big metal fest, you know. But I tried to make it happen a couple times. I was even, I had a meeting with... um the owners of Track 29 about it, and uh, they were really into the idea, and it's just getting all the gears in motion just didn't really come together, because they really wanted to go in a more like Southern Rock Festival kind of thing, where it was more like, you know, get Rock 105 involved and get a lot of, you know, those kind of bands, and I wanted to get more like death metal and, you know, like legit, like underground metal bands that are, that people, you know, because like, I feel like if we booked like rock bands that are on the radio, we'll yeah, I mean, we'll get a, a, a pretty big pull just from the radio exposure. But A, I'm not going to like those bands. And then B, like, they they those are big bands who are on tour all the time. They make a lot of money in the South. They'll be in Nashville or in Atlanta soon. I doubt people are going to make the drive for something like that. But if it's like a whole bunch of super legit, super niche death metal bands that don't come around this area very often, um, all in one spot, that's a that's an event. That's a reason to get people well also i like uh coming up this week nate bargatze is going to be in town i didn't know that it's cool oh really yeah yeah he's going to be here on the 14th i think uh at soldier sailors uh like tivoli's renovating or whatever but um he he, like i look at nate as someone like he's from tennessee like he he grew up around here and he, he he He's a clean comic, but he's got very silly jokes, and I I, I really appreciate that. He runs with a really good crew too. Like I, you know, like I said, I listen to a lot of like comedy podcasts, so I, I uh, I'm pretty aware of like who all's friends in real life and who all just are so you know working associates. And he he runs with like a lot of for him being as clean as he is, he's friends with a lot of filthy comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, uh. uh What's kind of funny, um, for a couple, like three years or so, uh, he was living next door to my oldest brother, uh, in Hermitage. And, uh, there was so many times I went over there and I was like, I I could like go talk to Nate, but I didn't want to be one of those people. Yeah. Like, like, like bother somebody. And then the one day, like I saw him out, I didn't go talk. Yeah, I, I should have. I should have been like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Yeah, the only, the only, like, I, there's, yeah, I mean, I definitely like. I remember, like, you know, back in like the height of when JJ's was popping, there was like, you know, I mean, like Nikki Glazer popped in. Oh, time. I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to go say say what's up to her, not not to try to hit on her, because I mean, obviously, like she's she would never go for a guy like me but i mean i did i did genuinely think she was fucking hysterical and i wanted to super, go t- tell yeah. her that but i was like and she's a pretty lady who's super talented i bet she has dudes come up to her all the fucking time and bug her and tell her how great she is and like try to strike up a conversation with her 
but like so it's like i'm always intimidated to do that especially with like attractive female comics where i'm like do they know that i do really like them or do they think i'm just trying to like score which for for the record let me just put this out there if you're a if you're a comedian i do not want to have sex with you i've, I've said it before <laughs> i'm gonna say it again that's my hard line in the sand if you are a female comic you are a dude to me no no <laughs> like i only want to have sex with you but if- as a joke, like, yeah, as yeah. a bit, you know, <laughs> we got to we got to finish, we got to follow through on this bit. <laughs> Get it, you know, like <laughs> no, I mean, like I think you know, I, if circumstances were right, like I could, you know, it was a really just mature situation. Uh, I think I do, but we're comics. It's not going to be a mature situation. It's going to be a bit. All right. Well, Ian, we can talk about this off, uh, you know, off, off, off camera or whatever. You know, um, it'll be a good bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got this really funny idea. <laughs> what if? <laughs> oh, you dude. Cut away and you see you're throwing a drink in your face. You're like, what? <laughs> Come on. Oh, some people don't like real comedy, I guess. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, I also just think this town's too small. So it's like. Oh yeah, if no. It, if no. it was a bigger city where it's like we had pockets of comedy where you didn't necessarily know every other comic in town, that'd be one thing. But like, well, I, I just want to fuck every comic in town, you know, like every single one. That's see, that's <laughs> I would say that's the, that's the other. I think the the two acceptable stances are that you don't fuck comics or you exclusively fuck all the comics. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna fuck you until you're funny, you know. Listen, uh, all right, nope. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> I saw your I saw your act. I figure you could use some more material. I mean, look at my body. Now sleep with me, and I promise you'll get a five minutes out. I mean, I will give you maybe three, but you'll get five out of it. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was never a fan of when comics in town would talk about the people that they were dating and oh. they, they were also comics that was not my favorite um, oh man yeah so i mean like <laughs> that happened there was there was the one big one that we were probably talking about talking about the same one yeah um where i didn't know that they had broken up and they were doing material about each other and i thought it was like oh they're just having poking at each other and realized like no they're actually both really mad at each other yeah it's and i was weird. laughing so hard because i was like that's genius they're just shitting on each other this is so funny Oh no, they broke up. Uh, oh, that's uh, that makes it weird. Yeah, for everyone in the room, uh, <laughs> it's all good. But that's kind of why. That's one of the main reasons I don't want to date other comics. Is just because it's like I don't want to have to like do the whole like you know custody battle over mics and then like, the whole like especially with what we're us losing some now. Like yeah, like you know I don't want to I don't want to have to, I don't want to make the place that I go, you know JJ's is like my church. Sure, sure. I love it. And I don't want to bring yeah. a bad element into my church. I don't want to be able to feel like I can, I'm not welcome in my church anymore. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so it's like, it just seems like, you know. Also, like, the, you got to just start like uh, spraying, uh, you know, urine or something to mark your territory. I got some bull sperm. <laughs> yeah. Watered down with a little Windex so it runs and seeps in. One of those like uh, uh, the attachments to your hose when you're spraying like chemicals bull semen instead so no it's my it's my uh all natural uh cologne that i spray it's got they use the pheromones to get pussy (laughs) (laughs) 
I, 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 that, that works. I, I've heard, especially ninety-seven percent of the time. What what I find that women want is authenticity. They want a guy who's just honest. So when you just say, you know, like, yeah, this is my bull semen pheromone spray. I'm using it to get your pussy. They usually go, oh, I appreciate the fact that you were upfront about that. And then, as as long as you spray it directly at the pussy, like that's <laughs> that's how you get them. <laughs> well, it's, I, I also am against lube, so this is what I use for lube. So it's. All natural, baby. All natural. I'm a I'm a holistic uh, medicine guy. I'm not any kind of medicine. Well, I'm a self medicine guy. I guess is the better way to put it. But no, I uh, yeah, that bit ran its course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're 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 at we're over an hour. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about, or you want to talk about? Well, I mean, uh, 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 when is this coming out? This will be coming out on Friday. So. Friday, Friday, perfect. Okay, so. After this show comes out, uh, this recording, uh, we'll have January 10th uh, show at Colony Town Takeover, is the name of the show, at Hutton and Smith at the Tap Room. Uh, it's a, a, a monthly show that I run on the second Tuesday of every month. And we'll have Dan Alton in town. You're going to be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming. Um now, this, like I said, is coming out Friday, so it's already going to have happened. Right, yeah, yeah. But this it's is just all, us telling you what, what a great time you probably missed. Because yeah, well, but you've already gone because you follow all the relevant things that I have going on, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, do you, so where, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, uh, Chill Comedy 423 is my personal Instagram. Uh, Comedy Tap Takeover is the show that I run monthly uh the next one's january 10th which is tomorrow or four days ago or three or whatever uh dan alton's gonna be there evan burke from nashville who is recording an album on february 9th at third coast comedy in nashville oh, that rules i've done that room oh yeah yeah uh I have not had him on the show before, but he was uh, highly recommended by uh, Will Abels, and so I'm very excited about that. And then uh, Elijah and Dave are on the show. Yeah, it's going to be a good night. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Dave's birthday is tomorrow. Nice. So he's birthday boy. I know. Uh, happy Happy birthday to Ian last week. I know, uh, right? Yeah. A lot of, yeah. A lot of Capricorns in the house. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, next month, same show, Comedy Tap Takeover at Hutton and Smith, 431 East MLK, 8 o'clock on Tuesday, Valentine's Day on February. Yeah, yeah. listeners know I've been plugging this one because I've, I've, I've got the best pitch for it. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day. And look, I know you got your date and you want to make it a special night out, but like, hey, like it's, it's such a nightmare getting into a restaurant on Valentine's Day. Um, getting, you know, cause you got the wait's going to be forever. So what I'm saying is snuggle up, order some DoorDash or something before the show, get whatever you want, get some wings, get some Applebee's delivered, you know, live it up. It's your night. Um, after you're all fed and, and your tum, tum, tum's full, come on down for a great night of comedy at Hutton and Smith. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. I think Jeff told me he was going to be there. Yeah. Jeff Greenspan and Bridget and Martin are going to be on the show and possibly one other comic. Is this uh, a surprise? Since I guess if it's not confirmed, you don't want to say it. 
I, I I haven't confirmed, but I mean Hillary Begley is okay. Been, uh, has been there before. She might be there. She in was town. on the last one I was on. She's, oh really? She's hysterical. Oh yeah, she's super funny. She's from Asheville. Uh, uh, has been on Netflix. Dumpling, uh, a, a show with a movie with Jennifer Aniston or yeah. some shit like. Yeah, no, she she rules. Uh, so that's going to be a great night if she's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and Bridget and Jeff and yeah. and Ian, uh, I'll be hosting. That's what I'm doing right now. And it's no cover at these shows, right? Free show. That's right. That's what that. And that's been part of my pitch too. I'm like, hey, listen, no cover. You don't have to tell your date that there's no cover, but you can just come and be like, oh, I already got tickets. No, I already gave them to the guy. And then she'll be impressed. That you thought, oh, this is a nice thing that you did. And I think in their beer specials. Oh yeah, they have uh, three tall, uh, <laughs> three taller doll boys. Uh, <laughs> they have three dollar tall boys, uh, igneous and tectonic, on special every Tuesday uh, at Hutton Smith, uh, and uh, it's gonna be a great show. If you want a tip, like that's an option. Uh, you don't have to be prepared for that. We will let you scan your phone on anything. So, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, bring some posters to try and sell or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring down merch. Anyone that wants. Uh, I'm trying to make some stickers soon for the show that I'm just going to hand out or whatever. And speaking of, like, bars with go- a good setup for comedy, I will say Hutton's little side room is also a really good. Uh, yeah, it, it's been mostly good. Uh, we, we try to rearrange the seating so it makes sense right. for a comedy show. Um, uh, th- if everyone is in the side room, that's best. Uh, if there's a lot of loud people at the bar, I, that's a challenge that comedians have to deal with. Right. But, uh, you know, I love, I, I've been there uh, uh, doing that show since January 2019. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, that venue and location, and we've had a lot of good times there. So I'm definitely excited. I've had fun at that bar, even when just going to. to <laughs> it's, it's a good bar. Yeah, I had fun there earlier tonight. You know. <laughs> Any other plugs, or is that that about it? Well, you know, uh, so uh, we're doing the show. This will come out on Friday. This Friday, yes. Okay, well, Friday is a big show. I'm very excited about. Uh, it's Adventure Fight. That's right. Yeah, we're do- that, I- I'll take over on that since I'm, I got all the deets. It's uh, it's going to be at a. Uh, Chattacon, which I think is at the Double Tree this year. Um, I, I, you can go to chattacon.com for all the specifics. I'm almost positive it's at the Double Tree. We're going to be in the main on the main stage, uh, room A, uh, the exhibition hall A or whatever it's called. They have different weird names for it, but uh, we are going to be going on at eight o'clock. And you do have to have a Chattacon badge, but I, I listen. I go to these local cons pretty much every year. They're a really good time, especially if you want to like. You know, first off, if you're into nerd stuff, you got to go hit the dealer room, see what all kinds of, it's like basically a giant nerd f- flea market. It's incredible. So go bring some extra bucks to spend on some little knickknacks, t-shirts, whatever you want. Uh, lots of anime stuff. All that stuff is there. Star Wars, Doctor Who, you know, nerd shit. And there's also um, like gaming and stuff. If you want to play some D&D, like go on like Saturday during the day, hang out in the game room. You can find a table and play some D and I'll probably be out there that Saturday afternoon playing some D and D. And then also there's after parties uh, with alcohol. So if you want to get down after all the events, um, 
there's all that stuff going on. So that's cool. You guys should come to Adventure Fight. I haven't done one of these live since before the pandemic. We had one booked <laughs> in like April of 2020. Had to cancel it. Of course, we did the uh, live stream and then we've done. I think we did a con appearance at Metrotham Con. That was, uh, you know, it was a thing. Um, but this one's going to be great. There was a lot of demand for it. Um, got a great lineup on that. It's going to be Chris. Chris is going to be on it. Got Ben Dalby. I, I've been wanting to get Ben Dalby on one of these things for a while. Um, we've got Dave Hanna and Ryan Darling. That's right. Good cop, rad cop. And, of course, my good friend and friend of the show, Shalita Chapman, is also going to be on that. So get your Chattacon badges. Come out and see Adventure Fight. It's going to be a good time. Um, I also will be performing uh, stand-up at the Comedy Catch on uh, Wednesday January 25th. So that's going to be an open mic, uh, but you do have to have to get a ticket, although I think it's like a five-buck ticket or something low like that. But uh, come on out. It's on a Wednesday. Come to the Comedy Catch. I know that's an earlier show. I think it starts at 7. But they usually get good crowds. It's usually a good show. So, so come out to that. Um, like we said, I'm going to be at Hutton and Smith on uh, February 14th. And that's going to be sick. And then um, I think that's all I've got on my docket right now. Of course, you know, I, I do try to make every single Thursday at JJ's. So if you guys are, you know, are free on a Thursday, come out. There's a lot of good comics. Like I said, the scene is starting to really get awesome again. And I think that like, it's, it's a really good time to start getting into it. If you feel like uh, you, you've, you know, and if you've ever been interested in comedy, just come, come to an open mic, give it a try. The one I start is going to be very friendly to new people if it if i can ever get it off the ground <laughs> but I'm, I'm working on it i've got i've got to text the dude tomorrow and see what's going on but um yeah that's all my dates and stuff um yeah you can always as always follow the show on instagram at boomer memes pod um, if you want hey you know what i'd like is if uh, people tell me they're listening to this write me a letter ask me some questions i'll answer your questions on an episode if you do it you can always reach out to me at boomer memes pod at gmail.com easy peasy his mailing address is <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I need to get a p.o box so sending me care physical packages, letters uh, yeah <laughs> edibles from across from states far away uh I uh, I also uh, have a, a Patreon. Um, we are, I've got a few backers. I'm I'm starting to get some ideas for some Patreon only content that's going to be coming out real soon. So if you want to, if you if if the one episode of this you get a week is just not enough, and you need more Ian in your life, that's I think where I'm going to start like the experimental stuff because I really want to take this show in some crazy directions, but I don't want to just do it out of nowhere. So I think I may use the Patreon as a way to try out some experimental stuff. And then as, as someone who's given me a, a buck a month or whatever, you get to watch that and give me feedback and say, Hey, this sucks. Don't ever do this again. Or this is great. This is what the show should be. And you know, you could shape the rest of the, the course of the show. So uh, patreon.com slash boomer memes got lots of tiers there, but really all I'm trying to do is get people to uh, sign up at the dollar level if I can trick like a thousand people to give me a dollar a month, that's a life changing amount of money. You know, it's not like a lot, but it'll, it's enough to like, you know, really push this project and help it keep going. Uh, for all of you guys who have been listening, thank you so much. Um, if all that was confusing and you just want one place you can go to find everything, just go to iansharpcomedy.com. Uh, it's the easiest way I can, I can think of to do it, but thank you for listening. This has been fun. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have a guest or not, but it, you know, either way I'll be here and you'll be here 
and it'll be a moment that we can share together. Take it easy, guys. I'm out. <laughs>